episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Axish. Axish is an artist whose work celebrates naked men. Axish, welcome. Hello. Hi. Now, one of the things I love about your art is that it celebrates men of all shapes, sizes and colours. How does your background shape and influence the work that you do? Well, I uh, grew up in India and uh, in last seven years, I have been to I lived in Boston, I lived in San Francisco, and now I live in Texas. So getting uh, exposed to different culture and different people has always been my like lifestyle. That's what <laughs> is a big part of my life to, you know, be around varieties. And that's what I definitely like about in my artwork, too. I It has to be different because I don't have any kind of a particular interest or attraction towards any particular exact you know like specification like it has to be like tall or high or like you don't have a specific type kind no of i do not yeah. have a uh, i mean mentally he has to be not crazy <laughs> well no that's yeah. a good starting point that's, that's the type but otherwise <laughs> i could compromise on that but yeah <laughs> physically like not as crazy as i cannot handle like i can handle a little bit but yeah physically i do not really have a type you talked about moving from India to the States. And I guess I'm interested because how did you find that cultural difference in terms of, you know, sex and sexuality? Because I don't know a lot about India, but my understanding is that it's a pretty conservative, socially conservative place in terms of exposure of bodies and things like that. Yes. Uh, I left India in 2015 and it was uh, illegal to be gay in India till 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, I lived a part of, I haven't like been able to, I haven't lived in India since it has been legalized, but I have uh-huh. been there once or twice. And uh, like, yeah, it has, it's very conservative. It has like a lot of history. India has like a very, very long history and homosexuality hasn't been seen very well, even now since it has been legalized. But there has been a lot of, like, since it, people are talking more about it, internet is spreading every information to everybody. And the like, new generations are like being more active and being more considerate about everything. There's been a lot of talks about, you know, India was actually a gay, like very, like, our ancestors, like gods, everybody has like a very much like a gay aspect of it. But yeah, really gender non-specific those deities and things, aren't yeah. they? Sort and of... no, I mean the, even not just the gender non-specific. Like our gods has attraction towards you know a male attraction towards a male. Like you know they ah. I think there was no uh, something uh, gender like you know a man has to be with a woman. Got it. Got it. And, yeah. But again, like I think. Uh, the thing that was le- made it illegal, like Section 377 is a lawsuit, that law, which was introduced by the Britishers who came to India and ruled for a really long time. And that's when uh, they started making it like 
illegal. And I believe, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. That's what my belief is that with that, people living in that uh, British rules and, you know, influence of Britishers uh, start seeing homosexuality as like something wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, the English rule and everything. And if there's a law that would say that if you do something like that, it's illegal, you would definitely get, you know, stop talking about it, find it, you know, more and more conservative. No, exactly, exactly. So I believe that British rule has a big part in making our Indian culture more conservative in terms of sexuality. Because there are like there are temples in India who has uh, sculptures doing all sorts of things. Like Kama Sutra is before the Britishers, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and so those are the things that people know. Like everybody know about it that it's a sex book. It has like also consider has stuff about homosexuality, other stuff which is considered like you know. I mean, because of those stuff, you. Cannot really say like the, our entire culture is being very conservative. No, that's exactly right. It's the ultimate in sex positivity, the Kama Sutra, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so... exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate book. Yeah, you. That's where it teaches you everything that you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, when did you start drawing naked men? Like, how did you start to get into that side of your art? I started probably uh, like I have been uh, making art all my life. And uh, I started making a little bit of gay stuff and probably in 2014, 15, like a year or two before I left India. Uh-huh. And uh, around that time was like, uh, the reason I started was just because I wanted uh, a reference for myself, for my thoughts. Just a way to express just that side express, of your mind. Just to be able to have, a, so yeah, like, that's how for me, like sexually also it works is like, I have a thought, I have an idea of situation or something happening and I really enjoying it. I like it. And I want to document it so that I can, next time I can just reference it and then have the entire scenario that I've thought to be, you know, help me in building it more and more. Yeah. And I mean, you won't be able to see a lot of Indian gay content a lot. I mean, at that time, 2014, not really. But even now it's not, there's, you don't come across it sort of just like, no, no. you know, yeah. South Asian guys doing erotic art isn't huge, is it? So. Yeah, most of the porn, Indian porn, looks like an MMS taken on a phone and uploaded, not professionally done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for me, it was like, a, it played a big role in referencing. It helped me what I want to be, like helped me uh, define my thoughts. Like just if I have an idea or a thought, I just want it to be more defined. And I wanted, I used to make it. Mm. First art was not even anatomically correct. It was just like random penises. Impressionists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. But how would you describe your style and your aesthetic? Because you do have a you know, a fair bit of range. It's not all in the, you know, there's not necessarily a specific sort of look or feel to your work. It does explore different areas. Uh I'm not a professional artist. Like I, I mean, I would not say that. I would. I said I'm not a professionally trained artist. Yeah. I went to school for it, and I've been just drawing. So for me, I would still say my aesthetic is evolving, just uh, mm. changing. It has a lot of factors. Like I used to when long time ago when I started beginning, I was when I uh, got like you know I have to start a social media account. 
show my art to the world. I was reading a lot of books of, you know, body anatomy, uh, muscle structure, humans, like how, like dynamic. I, there was like a lot of books I was just reading just to, you know, improve my art, make it more realistic, make it more. Get the foundation sort of almost. Yes. Like. Yeah. And I was putting a lot of pressure on myself around that time. And then, uh, but right now I'm just focusing on mostly putting an idea, making more cartoony, goofy, flat, just make it more uh, something that the idea that if I want to show something, I just make it, I do not have to be anatomically correct. So that uh, thought that I do not have to be best or I have, do not have to be correct anatomically and I do not have to you know have a particular style that defines my art is what mm. helped me you know keep in evolving and not really sticking to one thing it's quite freeing in a way isn't yeah. it to not have to be anchored in too much reality or specificity almost yeah. yes yeah and I mean I'm actually working on a completely different style of art that I haven't really started posting on social media because I wanted to make some uh, more like a shout out kind of a situation so uh, you will see probably like in a few months i would post it a set of series which is completely different and i'm really excited about it it's uh i haven't really done a lot of artwork on it it's very goofy very cartoony it's not even like a facial expression or something it's just like a body it's fun no because i was going to ask you about some of you various creative projects a bit because you've i've been seeing you've been doing a, a set of playing cards and there's a lot of yes. like uh what's that word where penises become humans almost like it's very sort of the the penis has a lot of personality and it's just all about the it's really fun stuff i really like it yeah i mean uh, i'm getting a much more positive feedback from those than i would imagine because when i was putting it i was just like oh my god this is just like i'm gonna just challenge it put it out there I don't have to you know make a like super colorful shaded yeah art I just like I'm just gonna do it and then yeah but there's a really uh almost a surreal sense of humor to it as well it's really there's a really fun sort of mischievous side to it I think which I, is really enjoyable yeah yeah I think uh, the my first art that I started doing like that was uh like uh three months ago when I made a peacock but instead of a peacock head, it's a penis. <laughs> I don't know if you have seen that. Obviously. Yet. Yes, of course. And then there was like other random things, just like anything that shaped like a, you know, parallel lines or like has like a, a cylindrical structure. I'm trying making it a penis. It's fun. It's really fun. Like this is something that I'm really enjoying it. Even though I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm really enjoying just making like super goofy, funny, it helps me mentally a lot too because I laugh every time I draw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a part of my new style. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from the goofy penises, what does the sort of way that you draw men or the, the style that you draw men, what does that tell us about your own relationship with your body? Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, having a particular body goal, I really do not have any. I'm, I'm like... I'm happy with what I have, but my relationship with my body, I'm not really proud of, like, do not really uh, showcase myself a lot, but I'm not really, like, you know, force myself to, you know, starve or force myself to eat a lot of protein just to get, like, a gain muscle and all. So I'm not... No, no, no. I, I'm not putting a lot of burden on myself to enjoy my body. Do you ever draw yourself? Do you ever do self-portraits? Not really. <laughs> I ha I have done a bunch of self-portraits, 
but I have not really, I mean, it's, it's just, I do it like once in like six months or once in a year, kind of a, that frequency. I've drawn myself, I've drawn myself in like a, also I've done a self-portrait in a way that is not really my body, but like, you know, what if I was like a bigger or what if I was like a leaner? Ah, that's interesting. I have done that. But projecting different versions of yourself almost. Yes, project different version or like even if I'm trying different styles, like suppose there was a time when I was uh, making a, as a commission Pokemon training card for like people on Instagram, they were reaching out because I posted something about it. And I was like, I'm going to make my own self as like a you know, Pokemon trainer, have my favorite Pokemons around me. So like stuff like those, I made a self-portrait then and I made it like really, really beefy guy. <laughs> yeah. What about when you were growing up? What was your what was your relationship with your body like when you were growing up? Were you comfortable getting naked in front of other people or what was that like even culturally? Because obviously, I don't know, do you have that sort of locker room culture in India? I'm not sure that's a thing. I really do not very much like a locker room culture, but I lived in a boys' dorm. Ah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did my bachelor's degree there in India and I was living in a boys' dorm. Uh, We call it hostel there. And uh, Uh yeah, I would see a lot of people, you know, just rooming in their underwear and I would do that too but I would not be comfortable like fully naked and I'm like still I'm 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 not a nudist I am not I like I I how would I say like I do not if I go to a place where you know it's like a nude friendly or you know you can be uh clothing it's clothing optional you're opting to keep it on no 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 i would not want to initiate yeah yeah uh, yeah. getting naked i want other people to be naked before i do it oh that makes sense yeah Yeah. i do not want to be naked where everybody else is still thinking of getting naked (laughs) let me just hang back a bit till you're all fully there (laughs) get more comfortable see everybody's penises and then i'm like yeah sure i'm not the worst (laughs) and i'll do it so yeah i would not initiate getting naked but I would not mind, you know, being naked in a clothing optional area. Got it, got it, got it. That makes sense. Now, when you started sharing your work on social media and you, know, you were putting these sexed up drawings of guys out there, were you surprised that it received a really positive response or were you pretty confident that what you were drawing that other guys would be into? I mean, I did get the positive feedback a lot, like, uh, but it, I would also say it was kind of like a happy accident. Uh, related to what I said earlier, as you know, like in India, it was illegal to be gay until 2018. Mm. And I was drawing since like 2015, 2016 is when my, I started my Instagram account. And I wasn't getting a lot of feedback. But when uh, the the law, the 377 section was lifted and it was like, you know, legalized being gay and everything. Uh, that's for some reason my Instagram started getting like, you know, <laughs> populated because I would assume that because I had like most of my, I would draw like Indian men and, you know, like a lot of uh-huh. traditional stuff as a background to the naked men I would draw. Yeah, there's cultural references in a number of your drawings as well, isn't it? So it's yeah. clear that not only are they men from South Asia, you know, South Asian yeah. men, they're bringing that cultural reference with them as well. So. Yeah, so that was a time uh, my art, my Instagram account had like, five to six hundred followers yeah but all of a sudden like you know people were trying to get more content like media was looking for stuff i uh i think uh yeah one of i was in san francisco and uh 
I got an invitation to do an art exhibit celebrating 377. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And How so, did that feel when you got that call? Because that it's a pretty full circle moment, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that was really, like, I was loving all the attention I was getting all of a sudden. <laughs> Just <sad. laughs> Yeah. I mean, I would say not all of a sudden, like, at that time, my friends still know, like, some people would know. I would not my like people who don't know me didn't know my artwork by then times and uh-huh. the word starts spreading and i got a lot of like for me 2018 and 2019 was like really like hot <laughs> year yeah yeah get a lot of exposure that's why that's how i met you as well right yeah because we were you were writing an article for squirt that's right I, it was it was around that time that we did that first interview wasn't it i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. so see again like 2019 2018 was the time when you know like everybody like a lot of people were talking about my artwork and uh, <laughs> i was i was enjoying that tension <laughs> <laughs> But do you get a lot of feedback from South Asian guys who value that representation? I'm just assuming that if you know, if I was from that that background, that would mean a lot to me to see those guys. I think. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I got a lot of feedback, a lot of good feedback, a lot of bad feedback. Uh, oh, what was the bad feedback? That bad feedback was like uh, some people were still like feeling offended uh, because I'm mixing erotica with culture. Because it's seen as a bit disrespectful or inappropriate yeah, or... inappropriate, disrespectful. Uh, it's still like, you know, because it's just legalized in India. It hasn't changed mentality of people. People still, you know, like who are, who grew up with, you know, uh, considering uh, gay as illegal, it'll still take time for them to, you know, accustomed to the changes that's happening in the world no totally that systemic homophobia takes a long time to shift doesn't it yeah yeah yeah. so i definitely got like some feedback on uh on my uh direct messages like hey please stop doing artwork (laughs) stop drawing (laughs) yes and your artwork is not uh welcome these are so bad uh Stop uh, disrespecting our tradition and culture. And I was like, oh my God, there was like a lot. Do you just point them to the Kama Sutra and say, exhibit A? <laughs> yeah, I, I used to like, you know, in uh, my Instagram message, I would say to them like, hey, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I would write like long messages. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, they don't. Yeah. Also, it's not a good use of your time or energy, is it? Because you're not going to change anyone's mind in that conversation. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, like I'm, I'm pretty sure like other artists like me has gone through the similar situation. Yeah. I mean, even everything is good right now. We are living in a world where, you know, community guidelines on social media is like a big challenge for other artists. who. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, kind of like already fed up with Instagram. Uh, I think this last year it has deleted around 20, 25 different uh, artwork. Not uh-huh. artwork, but it's just like flagged my account and saying like, if you yeah. please delete it, if you want to restore your account or make your account searchable or something. It's like, I need to not, not only is that annoying and time consuming, but it, there's just something about that interaction that just crushes you sp- like emotionally i think it's just like it's just somehow for me like when i get that sort of stuff it's just like i I just don't quite know how to process it's like why are you attacking me (laughs) why am i being personally attacked it it puts a it does a big 
troll on mentally for anybody uh like especially like 2023 for me was like a like really big break from everything i wasn't posting a lot of artwork i was making but i was mostly posting it on my patreon or um, like right now even like since last two or three months i'm seeing twitter has become more and more strict on the uh, i've been flagged by twitter as well it's like yeah, what <laughs> which was kind of like a not the case earlier because you know yeah <laughs> twitter was where i would see all my porn exactly same yes. <laughs> and now when i post something i was like hey so this post has seems like it's very not friendly so we're gonna mark it or something and then i was like oh, i'm I don't know. I don't understand social media, especially I don't understand how, why they compare uh, erotic as like my art, art is something which should not have any kind of a barrier or something. And people should uh, not get offended with art. No, exactly. art, art is kind of like a kind of a spe- freedom of speech. So when things like that is happening, I'm not really getting a sense of, you know, freedom of speech. Because I'm not doing anything. I'm not really showing, you know, like doing something wrong. I'm just showing like a naked people. Ah, exactly. You know, your artwork is more, you know, sensual than, you know, it's not really that explicit very often, is it? Like it's mostly just beautiful guys. So like... Yes. And I've seen like, uh, it's mostly like art. Artwork is easily targetable as compared to like a photography or porn. Uh, The reason being is, because when you're making artwork of penises, it's very much well-defined. Yeah. So I would assume that the AI algorithm machines, they're easy to detect. They're looking for penises. They're looking for penises. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned your Patreon, and that's one of the ways in which you monetize your work and you um, have people, your supporters are able to support you through Patreon. Do you enjoy that entrepreneurial side of of that sort of creation process, that hustle for marketing your content and building your subscribers. Is that something you enjoy? That is something I would enjoy. I'm really new to that uh, marketing my art or like figuring out, you know, what to not post publicly, what to like, you know, try to sell. My Patreon is also very new. uh, Probably like that also, like I started uh, two years ago, three years ago, around the same time when I was getting more popularity, 2019. 2020 was when I was really active on Patreon but uh, I am still like figuring out the entrepreneurship the how to market stuff I'm uh, not really like uh, good in uh, figuring out like a marketing standard so like you know the best strategy to make the most profit I'm I have no idea how to do that I probably have I, but I have been asking a lot of friends who are in who does that and uh, as I said, like, yeah, this year I took a, like a big break from artwork. I was going through a lot uh, work-wise, time-wise, socially, p- putting a lot of pressure on myself. So I took a big break and I was uh, working mostly on finding a direction, finding a path for me to be able to still be able to show my art freely and figure out a way to also market so that I'm like, I'm not a uh, full-time uh, job is I'm an engineer and I wish I can be into more art related field. Uh, so since first past few weeks or months, I've been trying to uh, figure out 
merchandising my stuff. So I have sent my artwork to various prints, shops, and getting like a quality check. I have used a lot of uh, print-on-demand uh, websites. And uh, there's a few things that I still like. Like it's a learning process. And probably like for 2024 year, I'm gonna be like doing it like in full form right now i'm just collecting ideas information things that i can do so then next year you can really push the button on it and go go a bit yeah yes i mean i have adhd so there's nothing one project in my hand there's always like a multiple things that (laughs) handle together like because every day i wake up i go like oh this is a great idea i write it down without finishing my previous idea (laughs) i already have great ideas yeah oh yeah yes so i have really (laughs) big plans for 2024 and i hope i'm able to get some of it or all of it done I guess my final question is if someone is interested in turning their creative talents towards a bit of erotic art, what advice or guidance would you give them? I mean, I would say like, draw whatever you're passionate about, whatever you desire, whatever you like. If you like a banana, draw a banana. <laughs> draw what you would do with a banana, what you would Exactly. Do. Yeah, holding a banana, like uh, giving a characteristics like a character to a banana i'm just taking a banana for an example you can always also like penises or anything this is like you can draw what you feel like instead of you know trying to focus on what uh people would like i mean if you're passionate about anything not just like erotic stuff uh that's what i say for example just a banana like literally banana if you're really passionate about doing it if you keep on practicing making more and more you will learn a lot and then you would also learn what you can do to go to the next step like you know the structure anatomy designs graphics there's like a lot to explore and that's the thing like not to limit to one thing and that brings us to the end of this episode you can find me on twitter at gtv london today's guest has been Axish. you can find him on twitter at Axish guy stay naked stay sexy and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>